0: great right she's great and she's beautiful and her rendition is incredible because we're able to actually listen to the words and enjoy them uh, I believe the way the writer of the song intended more not to knock the original version it's just um I really like the way that one comes out so um now I want to just recap what we are seeing uh, is happening with our elections and what's really creeping out Uh, I urge all of you to listen to my um, New Year's uh, Day or New Year's Eve episode where I talk about AI in China back in 2019 Um, and uh, pretty much told you (laughs) everything you needed to know for now then uh, because it's important uh, that we understand it. That we understand that there has been a lot of um, mitigation into what is to come and how that was done. A lot of people mock, oh, trust the plan. It had to be this way. Because if it wasn't this way, you wouldn't be able to see it yourself. We had to let this happen. We had to let you see for yourself. Not just see it with your eyes, or hear it with your ears, but to live it. To be at that point where you decide, I, I'm going to throw my phone at the TV because this is this is ridiculous. This is the point you had to come to so that we can fix it. Because you can never fix a problem if you don't get to the root of it and if it isn't exposed. So, as you know, I'm kind of mobile and um, I don't have my usual setup. And I was able to get an interview with a person that I really admire, but realized um, just what an integral role they play in this at the end of our interview. And I hope you see that too. And how everything is attracted to the light. You've heard that before, right? They flock to the light. Well, this is a prime example of it. A prime example, and how easily it is to see them for who they are, to see them for what they are. So, um, there's a point in an interview where we kind of were discussing and laughing about something, and I'll pause the interview uh, and show it to you because it gave me a good chuckle too, Um, a very good one, Um, and a couple of other things that I will be. Uh, showing you as I pause through the interview. So, I'm going to start it now. Um, And This is us passing the microphone back and forth so you might hear me mumbling in the background. Uh, My amazing counterpart who, like I say, you know, when when people subscribe to me, I don't only just, you know, keep it to pay for like um, the equipment, the database, the everything, but it's amazing minds like this, which is like, please don't do your day job and just hang out with me. This person um, used to edit celebrities like Britney Spears, Rihanna, share, um, and I'm like, there was a share thing. I'm gonna ask him if he could just give me that clip. I kid you not, every time he's rendering a video or a photo, I'm like, can you share me, share as in share the singer? Man, it's like. So uh so um before we start well i'll do ratcliffe after let's listen to this interview i think you're really going to enjoy it and um understand just what amazing people exist fighting on your behalf that you may or may not have ever heard of before and the president told you that too there's people that you've never heard of that'll Go down in history," he said. That remember that. Here we go. Well, everyone, I am once again back at the capital of the United States of America. Specifically, I'm in Arlington, Virginia today, where um, I would like to call this Valley of the Beast. This is where clowns dance. This is where circuses are held, and some of many of which actually that you will never even hear of but will affect you. But it is also here where there are really good people, patriots, gathered working hard to ensure that they not only get to the bottom of what happened during this election, and when we mean what, it means every single component, but they're also seeking to prosecute. These people are Patriots. Now, what is a patriot? Flags, roaring, fireworks, beer, whatever you want to call it. But some other people put their know-how and their intelligence to work to be able to sequester all the right minds in the right place. Needed for a problem and needed to find a solution, one themselves must be pretty genius and smart. Because it's by bringing all these great minds together with the many talents that they hold is how we come to a solution, which is to get to the bottom of every single component, every single cog in this perfectly well-orchestrated machine of deception and fraud to be exposed. I'm pretty sure listeners are tired of hearing this example. But if you want to find the best solution in the fastest form. You don't fill a room up with people that wear the same clothes and think the same. Fill a room up with tons of people that all look different, all all think different, dress different, pray different. Because they'll come up with a hundred solutions. And from those hundred solutions, one will emerge that will have the best efficacy and efficiency which is necessary for the problem at hand. Well, there's a person like that here in the area, and his name is Patrick Byrne. I've introduced my audience to Patrick Byrne uh, last week. He's one of those people that understand how solutions come to be, and how important diverse knowledge and persons are in that aspect so i was able to steal him away uh for 30 minutes on the fly and i have him here with me we just want to know what's going on
1: patrick Byrne, and welcome to the tory says show Tori says what an honor to be on with the with the great tory says and what a show oh what an intelligent uh set of interviews i've seen you do what's going on this is a slow coup This is a, I won't go into all the background of it, we'll just stay on what we know to be going on right now. This election was 100% rigged. I say this not as a Trump voter. I'm not, uh, I'm a libertarian. I've never voted Democrat or Republican, not even once in my life for president. I'd be doing what I'm doing now if it was happening to Obama, if it was happening to George Bush or Reagan or Clinton, anybody. Uh, This is a coup we've there are, it's a combination of hacking of machines and hacking of the whole election system. It's not voter fraud, because it isn't the voters who are committing crimes, it's election fraud, it's the election officials. And basically they figured out what political scientists know, that there's really six counties in America that to steal the whole country, you really just have to steal six counties. And those counties flip the states that they're in, and those states flip the electoral college. And what, those six counties are the places where on election night, you heard things like goons pushing observers out and you heard about water mains breaking and they we're gonna shut down the, the counting center for three hours. And what do you know, in that three hours, 300,000 votes comes in and it's 99.4% for Biden. All that kind of crazy stuff really was focused on six places They you steal the bejesus out of those six places, you can steal the entire national election. So that's what's happened.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is, is that this new push that they started, these Democrats, about two years ago, to get rid of the Electoral College was because they wanted to utilize those six counties in their favor, because if there was no Electoral College, we would be having no conversations right now, right?
1: Well, if there were no Electoral College, there'd be no conversations, because they would just be, st- if were stealing, they would just be, in the in the biggest cities would win. But no they the electoral college the, the question of having an electoral college or not is is a, is a different issue, but given that there's an electoral college, it means that there is this opportunity to steal the nation by just stealing six counties, and that's what they've done. We have statistical proof in terms of extraordinary outliers on the order of winning the Powerball lottery three weeks in a row kind of outliers happening all over, as well as you have the affidavits of the people who saw and observed various things going on, and there's the knowledge of the machinery and how the machinery is, uh, permits, permits this to happen. So it's crystal clear that this happened. It's just a matter of what worked through. You know, given that what we know is always is about 10 or 15 days ahead of what's in the public. So we know 15 days, what's breaking in the last three or four days we had 15, 20 days ago. What we know now is enough that there's just no way that this election, uh, no one will ever, as it all bubbles to the surface, there would not be any possible way that Joe Biden can be sworn in as president. It's uh, If there's any, if unless the entire system is corrupt. So it's, you know, I don't know what the legal process is from here, but the factual evidence is conclusive, what's, what's already had.
0: So what we're seeing is, is that the Democrats not only had um, election machines that were fixed to give them the election. But we also found them trying to create the tangible evidence after the fact. So the machine created uh, the supposed win for Joe Biden. And um, we're hearing more and more about these uh, off the shelf components, which are within these election machines, the COTS. And I've uh, got my audience very well versed on that, Patrick, on how only 19% of the majority of the election machines are actually made in the USA, so they're all pretty much Chinese parts. Uh, And then the tallying of the votes offshore, I mean, there's a lot here going on. What do you see as a solution? I mean, a lot of us are thinking, well, the only solution is, is that we count these and match signatures. I think that's wrong. I think we just either have like, we have to just redo the elections nationwide. And I'm pretty sure that if we get machines from other states, Uh, We'll probably see that they have the same issues even though they're not contested. What do you think?
1: Well, in the long run, either all this election stuff has to return to completely auditable pen and paper, or go in the other direction and go to blockchain. There is a, a blockchain company called Votes that could solve all this, and you eliminate all these layers of goons in between. Uh, but in, in terms of the short medium term what has to happen is anybody who is now certifying these elections if they've run on this equipment you deserve to be prosecuted criminally someday because when you're certifying mr election official you are saying that on the public's behalf you've looked into something and you now know something is the truth well Given the level of corruption that's gone on, and given what we're discovering about these machines, there's no way you have any business, you uh, any election official out there, you have no business certifying anything to the public. You don't know what the truth is until all this gets unraveled. Yeah. So that's one thing. You know, in my perfect world, this would all go to the Supreme Court. If that doesn't happen, I think that there's gonna have to be some extraordinary measure like the, the military come in and they run a a quick election in just the six states that matter. So I'll go back and hit these six states and have the military run an election. Or if there is no constitutional provision for that, I don't know, It just it's really uh, hard. But they can't, our country is getting hijacked. And it's absolutely clear that that's what's happened. This has been a very sophisticated, um, you know, PSYOP operation where they have They've disoriented us, they've run this election. You see the media just being ridiculous, jumping on the bandwagon of President-elect Biden. You saw Fox flip a couple months ago. So this, this will never go down with the American people. About 50% of Americans now believe that this was stolen. So how can they have, they can't just push forward. And, and uh, although it's funny, I saw in like George Stephanopoulos this morning, morning, they are of course just denormalizing and gaslighting anyone who questions this election. It's the strangest thing to watch them do this. You, you're watching any of these news shows how the media does their gaslighting?
0: Yeah, I do. And you know, I think my audience is going to be like, hey, have you and Patrick been talking together because you're speaking my language? Yeah, I totally told them. The military is the only way. I think the Interaction Act is important and that's something that needs to be invoked because not only did they plan with the software which is going on for years, I've been saying this, and people are like, well, you're bold saying it and... You're still alive and it's like because they know how smart I am and that I may have left clues somewhere. (laughs) But um, this has been going on for a while. Um, They did plan uh, to uh, get tangible evidence and they think they can get away with it because they have the megaphone. I mean, everywhere it says AP called it. Like, I didn't know the Associated Press was an official election authority. Um, But you actually tweeted out something very interesting, a video that the Epoch Times did that kind of, encapsulated everything that was pretty nice, neat. I think it was like a 15-minute video. It was pretty great. But speaking of watching other things, so yesterday, last night, uh, well, yeah, it was yesterday afternoon. I was uh, working early in the morning, actually, and I kind of went into a couple of rooms, you know, because I work in these chat rooms, and I was like, hey, guys, you know, that girl from the Georgia video kind of looks like, you know, one of the senators in that in that was like freaking out you know Well, i just asked a couple of people hey you want to take a look into it and so later on in the evening they made this video did you see that i died did you see it It's
1: hilarious the same georgia state senator was it or who's sitting there giving such a hard time and mugging for the camera giving such a hard time to the witnesses uh are is also was that georgia or michigan Sure, it looks like there's a video of a poll worker uh, in the election center that looks like her with a mask, and it's mm-hmm. very similar body movements and eye movements. And, and it does look like she blew out her hair to go on television, as you said. But uh, is, I, so, in other words, I think that it's, it, it is a. You know, is that. She freaked out, right? she saw herself on
0: camera.
1: Is that why? Oh, is that. That yeah. was. That was no, it's great. It's great. It's a, uh, yeah, this is anyone who can't see what's going on here is living under a rock. There's so much corruption here. I think the bad guys are going to have broken their pick on this because there is no way that the American citizens will accept this. It's a-
0: okay, guys, I'm just going to pause it for a second uh, and play that video so you can see it because a lot of people were like, it's not her. There were people like showing hairlines of her sitting uh, in the state legislature. And then again, with the mask on, stuffing ballots. And Elena Parrot, um, you know, it, her hair—that was her. She had blown her hair out. Us all know what that means, right? Uh, to be in front of the camera. I'm going to show this to you guys because it was so hilarious. The person that put it together, because when I saw her acting all crazy and going up a an noctane and being so erratic, I kind of just lurk in rooms because I have like room names in different places that people don't know. You know, it's not only our, it's not only Zoom calls we infiltrate, okay? Um, And I just kind of put in some like earwigs, like, hey, uh, do you think, like, I don't know, like maybe. And this got so good that people even found that the bracelet she was wearing during the hearing was also the bracelet she was wearing when she was stuffing ballots. So hold on, let me show this to you. Cause it was, she got so busted, so busted. It was so hilarious, I'm sorry, I keep laughing. But this is it, this is what I've been saying that they clowns pull their own pants down at some point, okay? So here it is, um, for those of you listening at, uh, on a podcast, uh, the person actually put a video together of her, and um, showing the different screenshots. And what, it, what you realize is, is that she was that erratic and insanely fidgety. And you'll hear her go up a, cop- a couple of octanes, probably because she saw herself on camera. Like, who wouldn't do that? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm on camera and they're using my face and I'm like right here watching it. Like, who wouldn't freak out? So take a watch slash listen is since this has been debunked repeatedly what evidence can you give to us that counters what our elections officials have presented us with only an hour ago you just saw it
1: they said they had
0: a monitor the whole time. Uh, okay. You're looking at the room. Uh. Then maybe we should
2: invite them back in. We <laughs> should invite them back in. <laughs> all, right, all right, Well, we need to do that. Senator Till. <laughs>
3: maybe we should invite them back. Yeah. All right, all right.
2: Well, we need to do that, Senator Tillery.
0: Dang, super busted. She looks so uncomfortable. Hold on, let me show you. Oh, so now people are talking about the blonde too. But what was funny is, is the bracelet. I'm trying to find it. Someone found the bracelet. Um, oh, she's unhinged. Um, someone found the bracelet. There's a picture of it. I'm just scrolling through, uh, Twitter. Um, I know I tweeted it out where I said it gets better and better. Give me a second. Cause I actually have to hold the microphone like, uh, thing. (laughs) see this. Cause you guys have to see this. Like this was, this was, um, it was just insane. Here it is. Check this out. She had like a silver bracelet. Same silver bracelet. Whoa. See, when digital soldiers decide to throw a wrecking ball into corruption, they can do that so well. Oh, were you guys? Were you guys watching it, or were you not watching it? You were, right? Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, black screen. Damn it. Here we go. Let's do that. Yeah, because it switched over. Give me a second. So here's the bracelet. Bracelet? Bracelet. Like people are um, very, very careful into looking at things when they want to. And this is key. When the people have their eyes focused, when people start taking control of their nation because they are shareholders, this is what comes out. You find everything. So uh, just to recap, um, let's find this, uh, this video again. Let me see. So you guys can see it without it going elsewhere. Hold on. It was so hilarious. I died watching it. But I, I couldn't stop laughing because it was so good. Repeatedly, what evidence can you give to us That counters what our elections officials have presented us with only an hour ago. You just saw it.
2: They said they had a monitor the whole time. Uh, You're looking at the room. Uh.
0: You're looking at yourself. Then maybe we should invite them back in.
2: Damn. All right. right. Well, Well, we'll Pucker. need to do that. Senator Till.
0: So I know that if you're an elected official, you shouldn't be anywhere near ballots but that's just me. I'm just saying. So now back to my interview with uh, Patrick Byrne, who is a genius. Um, And just he blows my mind in this interview. Listen.
1: Unless it gets audited and sorted out. And if... um, So I think that they... I think that they went for a bridge too far and kind of really... If if and when this all gets exposed and Americans see it, the the goon the, the goonism will be laid bare. What we've been facing in this last year are various forms of goon activity, and if they go so goon that they steal a, a national election, obviously, like they have, Americans won't stand for it, and will be to my and my to my thinking, it's the It's the final exposure where everyone's laying their cards on the table. The media has gone all in to try to sell this narrative. When it gets exposed to the public, what happened? The media is going to be exposed and so on. So basically, Patrick, what you're saying is exactly
0: what I, myself, have been observing worldwide for a while. I mean, we saw these flipped votes in 2012, too. You know, people keep just calling them flipped votes. It's a block allocation. That's basically what it is to balance out the algorithm happened with the Mitt Romney-Obama election. And even President Trump had tweeted out, hey, they're stealing the election. They just flipped so many votes to Mitt Romney. Hold on, guys. Let me show it to you, too. Give me a second. I just interrupted that interview so I can show it to you because it's really important that you see it uh, because it's key to remember these things. They rely on your inability to remember. Hillary Clinton even said that herself. So here, as you can see, more reports of voting machines switching Romney votes to Obama. Pay close attention to the machines. Don't let your vote be stolen. Look at the date. Okay? This is long. This is a problem that has been around for a while. It didn't just happen. Okay? It didn't just happen. So it did not just happen. And for those of you uh, listening right now, I'm going to put the tweet on the on the um, screen here. One thing is, is that what I've seen is what you've done is incredible because you've used your ability to understand bigger picture issues. It's as if you stand from the moon and look down, which is something I urge a lot of people to do. If you stand on the moon and look down at a problem, it's a lot easier to see who the players are and what hurdles that are present. And I see that you're doing the same thing, which is incredible. I mean, I think President Trump needs to create a nice spot next to his bowling alley down there, and stick a lot of us people down there. Um, For me, personally, it has to be with a filter, because I like to smoke, and just solve all these.
1: I thought of the same thing. There's less than a dozen people out here who are really doing the digging and surfacing the things. Now, there's an army of people taking that and digesting and such, but there's less than a dozen people that, if these people got... Shot down or something. Uh, I think that would be the end of the ability to re- to reverse this soft coup. Hi, mm, and you're I, one of them. Talk about
0: taking off my glasses, Patrick. So speaking of coups, so we see that the election was uh, the minute the minute President Trump was actually elected. From then, the clock started ticking. All they wanted to do was remove them from within, from around, from the outside, globally, et cetera and now here we are with the reelection and they've been planning this forever. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the documents that I've shared with my audience um and a lot of other people have. This has been long planned. I mean, this is this is a pretty insane time to in 2020 like I've been saying is like a historian's wet dream uh, because it's uh, a repeat of 1917, 1918, 1919, 1920 with the race wars, the murder locusts, the plagues and um weird wars and the media uh all in the same place so now where do we go i mean uh obviously insurrection obviously do are they just going to give up and give it to us i mean yesterday's speech was kind of on fire i mean what were your thoughts on his speech yesterday
1: down in Georgia. well i think in the last four or five days is it we've seen trump come out swinging trump he did a 45-minute talk at the white house he finally all right. And
0: I apologize for that interruption. <laughs> Let's get back to that. Sorry.
1: President's rally was, well, I think that, and was it just four or five days ago, it's all turning into a blur, that he did that address from within the White House, 45-minute uh, address. Was that Thursday of this week? Yeah,
0: it was last
1: week. Yeah. Like how many days ago?
0: I would say,
1: let Sunday, right? Four? Okay, four. He gets it. If there was too long a focus from him and some other people on how many, you know, 241 dead people in Philadelphia voted, they weren't getting the joke. This is not about retail fraud like that. It's not about wholesale. It is about industrial scale fraud where they were cheating hundreds of thousands of ballots in each of those places. Uh, So he gets it. He's angry and he's come out swinging. He deserves to. They are, and the American people deserve to be angry. When they see all the facts, they will understand this entire thing was rigged, and everyone who has put their credibility on the other side of the line is going to look foolish. All right, so I know you're busy. So, guys,
0: I want you guys to watch this video of Pelosi that we watched together
1: in July,
0: uh, where she said those not-so-nicely things about our president. All right, so I'm going to play that video for you guys, and um, I've uh, actually pinned a question. Someone asking, well, if the elections have been rigged for a long time, how did President Trump get elected the first time around? I actually addressed that at um, during the Tory show outside of the interview, uh, but I'll recap at the end of this interview. So that way, because I've seen the question reposted a couple times, so I thought I'd just address that. Before we move forward uh, with... Uh, <laughs> With this video that you guys should remember, and we've watched a few times because it was very important. Okay, so here we go. Whether he knows it yet or not, he will be leaving. Uh, just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a duly elected president of the United States, mm. and the uh, I guess you know I'm second in line uh, to the presidency, and just last week I had my regular continuation of government briefing this might interest you because it's i say to them this is <laughs> never going to happen god willing it never will but there is a process it has nothing to do with it that the certain occupant of the white house doesn't feel like moving and has to be humigated out of there because the presidency is the presidency it's not geography or location so so much for him I all right, so that was important that we hear it. Um, Patrick and I address it uh, coming up now um, in this segment, so I think it's important that you guys revisit it and and see it. Take a listen, okay, so Patrick, now that you heard Pelosi clearly say it doesn't matter about geography or location we 're going to inaugurate the president even if a certain someone doesn't want to leave the White House. What does that tell you if that's something that she stated? in July, as if she knew that we were going to be contesting the election in the first place. Well,
1: you know, she would say that she was just saying, well, of course, we're going to beat him, and then he's not going to leave. So, I mean, she would have some explanation, but I think that they've been setting up a narrative since the middle of the summer. That is, because they knew they were going to be running a coup, and they knew that when they ran the coup, Trump, I would figure it out and start exposing and fighting against it. And so they were building a narrative that said after we, basically what they were really meant to be saying is after we steal, after we steal things, we will, uh, this is how we're gonna frame things when Trump resists. So Patrick, tell my
0: audience, what is it that motivated you um, to head down to DC and put your boots on the ground and get something done. I mean, my audience knows. For me, it was almost always, um, I had to wait. I had to wait for the right time, and I've been very transparent about that, but obviously it got personal for me last year, so it motivated me even more to just pick up and um, come down to the belly of the beast. But what motivated you? I mean, you have everything, someone we want, right? Um, you're a genius, uh, you're independent, uh, nobody owns you, which is amazing, uh, which makes you uh, very volatile to people. But when they can't control you, then you're a danger because then you free think. So uh, knowing that and coming down here, I mean, what motivated you aside from what I think is just pure patriotism, but it always stems from somewhere?
1: Well, it is the case. I mean, as corny as it sounds. It's, you, 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 did you know that I have a doctorate in philosophy? And it was, I had cancer in my 20s a few times, and so I was my, really, so all I could really do through most of my 20s, I was kind of a and such, and I did a PhD in philosophy, and really wanted to learn the intellectual history of the U.S. Constitution, and in a sense, that's what it was, that's what I did. So I'm, to me, that's my religion in addition there's this very strange fact that's going to be surfacing soon it's actually i put it up in a blog a month two months ago where remember how a year ago i came out to the public and told about my involvement with maria bertina <clears throat> i only told 20 percent of the story the other 80 percent i kept two months ago i put up on deep capture my blog the rest of the eight you haven't had a chance to read that probably have you have you read you know, the special magic letter that I have from two thousand and six? There's a in, there's on deep capture. There's a story that explains uh, that actually in two thousand and six, I was asked by Arlen Specter.
0: Arlen Specter, that's very interesting. I'm going to stop it right there for a second. Arlen Specter, who is Arlen Specter? Well, Arlen Specter was a Republican that turned Democrat. Arlen Specter was actually the senator that I turned to back in the day during that fateful time when I was told to know my place. So before Patrick tells you about that, I'm going to play a video I found about him. it's from 2012. I want you, he's on Face to Face. I want you to just listen to him. Remember, he was a Republican that turned Democrat. Take a listen.
3: Welcome to Face to Face. I'm Bill Plant, and today we're talking to former Senator Arlen Specter, who's written a new book called Life Among the Cannibals. And the first question I have to ask you, Senator, is what's
2: the title mean? The title means that cannibals are devouring senators. That the gridlock in Washington today comes because, like cannibals eating their own, that's what's happening in Washington. You had a senator like Bob Bennett, With a 93% conservative rating, he cast one vote to support the bailout of the auto industry, and he got dumped by the Republican Party. Same thing happened on the Democratic side. Joe Lieberman, outstanding senator, can't win a Democratic primary. The cannibals have taken over, and it's produced a gridlocked Senate and a dysfunctional government.
3: Well, I mean, you suggest that moderation and compromise are dirty words now
2: on the Hill. Well, when you have people running on platform that I won't compromise, when you have the Republican leader saying the Senate agenda is to defeat Obama four years from now, when you have uh, a key leader of the Tea Party uh, saying that uh, we're going to make this Obama's Waterloo, nobody cares about governing. All people care about is winning elections. It's a rarity if somebody takes a political risk in Washington today in the public interest.
3: Well, you write uh, the word extremism is no longer sufficiently extreme to describe what's going on. So can this be fixed? Uh,
2: it can be fixed. The example of Senator Lisa Murkowski in Alaska is a peephole into what could be done. She lost to the Tea Party. She was cannibalized in the primary, lost. She won on a write-in, which is unprecedented in American history. Do you know how hard it is to spell Murkowski? If you put it with a Y instead of an I or an O instead of a U, the ballot goes out. So that if the electorate is sufficiently informed and sufficiently motivated, Uh, you can beat the extremists. And that's why people ought to read this book, Bill, because it tells what's going on behind the scenes in Washington, why the government is broken. It lays out the experience I've had. I cast 10,000 votes, and the one vote on the stimulus package, which I cast to avoid a depression, uh, cost me my seat.
3: Well, now, since you bring that up, that vote, which uh, did cost you your seat, is for health care, the Obama health care plan, which is about to be argued in the Supreme Court. And you voted for every one of the justices who are going to hear that case. How do you think they're going to rule?
2: Well, uh, I believe the odds are that they're going to strike it down. Uncertain, but uh, those are the odds. Uh, we have a, a, an ideological court today. If they've gone far beyond what they should do. They are changing laws, not interpreting laws. When they handed down Citizens United, uh, they destroyed the American political system. Big money is ruining the political system. That ideological court uh, elected Bush over Gore by one vote. And the ideology which is coming out of that court today suggests that they're going to strike it down.
3: Are you sorry you voted for all
2: of these justices? I uh, no, just uh, maybe some of them. But
3: well, you know, um, I'm
2: glad you didn't add which ones.
3: Well, I was about to. <laughs> Would you like to tell?
2: Him? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's in my next book, Bill. I can't can't divulge all my secrets on one program.
0: So he's no longer with us. But I want you to know that this interview was um, double-edged. It was all a show, but he told you a lot more than what you're seeing. And I had reached out to him twice. Now, I've told you before that if we take history and look back to 1864 and 1860, during the times of Abraham Lincoln, the Whigs were done. A new party was emerging, which was the Republican Party. And the Democrats were fractionalized. Well, right now, what we have is the opposite. The Democrats that are fractionalized in 2020 are the Republicans. They're worse than the Democrats. The Democrats tell you who they are. The Democrats are the destroyed Whigs party trying to revamp themselves as the Green Party, right? The Republicans are fractionalized. You need to be paying more attention. Even though people like Pelosi, Schumer, AOC, Omar are dangerous, you can see them coming. It's like, you know, driving in a car and running into a pole and saying, I didn't see it. And the pole's like massive with a diameter of like 50 feet. You could see them coming. But the Republicans, you can't. Remember, we got four years of them sitting on their ass doing nothing. Remember, they tell you one thing and they do another. Remember, it's always down to the wire with one or two votes they're all willing participants knowingly and willingly remember that so I just wanted to make that comment before I continue you know it was so weird that he he said that because that was the person I got in touch with pretty interesting what he says is even more interesting
1: basically to penetrate the United States government and find the deep state. And you should go and read that story. And So, uh,
0: we, knowing that, and coming down here, I mean, what motivated you, aside from what I think is just pure patriotism, but it always stems from somewhere?
1: Well, it is the case, I mean, as hard as it sounds, you, 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 Did you know that I have a doctorate in philosophy? And it was, I had cancer in my 20s a few times, and so I not really, so all I could really do through most of my 20s, I was kind of a lesson and such, and I did a PhD in philosophy, and really wanted to learn the intellectual history of the US Constitution. And in a sense, that's what it was, that's what I did. So I'm, to me, that's my religion. In addition, there's this very strange fact that's going to be surfacing soon. It's actually, I put it up in a blog a month, two months ago, where, remember how a year ago I came out to the public and told about my involvement with Maria Bertina? I only told 20% of the story. The other 80% I kept. Two months ago, I put up on Deep Capture my the rest of the 80%. You haven't had a chance to read that, have you? I've read have you read you know, the special magic letter that I have from 2006? There's, a, in, there's on Deep Capture, there's a story that explains uh, that actually in 2006, I was asked by Arlen Specter basically to penetrate the United States government and find the deep state and you should go and read that story and you will. So there's a letter that says I can't be prosecuted and it was written in 2006 by the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee and they told me to infiltrate the US government. They told me there's a, we think you're right about, I was called to Washington by like nine senators, said come alone, I come to room. there's nine senior senators hanging around from the Senate, most from the Senate Judiciary Committee. They told me, we think you're absolutely right what you've been saying publicly about Washington for the last year some kind of systemic corruption is taking over this town. We've learned we cannot even fight it from within the government. And we're, we get that you're a horse of a different color, Patrick, and blah, 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 but we're going to show you a letter such as you're never going to see again in all your life. And damn if they don't show me a letter written on Senate Judiciary Committee Stationery where... They didn't use phrase deep state, because back then one used it only with regard to Turkey, but they basically said in this letter, we believe that there is a deep... And there were nine senators from both sides of the aisle, old guys, gray beard institutionalists. And they said, we, uh, we're turning you loose, and we want you to take down the deep state. Okay, they didn't use it in deep state, say that expression. And here's this letter, and the opening paragraph of the letter says... And
0: before you hear that sounds so weird because it was almost like that lady and those other two guys that met me after those people that recruited me out of the Navy. They kind of said something along the same lines. We're turning you loose and we'll be there to nudge you when we need you. And I was thinking, who are you again? Are you the same people from yesterday? What's the deal? How am I getting out? (laughs) Because I wasn't aware of what was going on.
1: Now listen. They uh, they said, with the Senate Judiciary Committee believes that there's some kind of systemic corruption infiltrating the national government of the United States of America. And the second paragraph says, and and this guy's been bringing us information that is concerning and blah, blah, blah. And the second paragraph says, the United States Senate Judiciary Committee requests that Patrick Byrne be afforded extraordinary latitude under the laws of the United States of America to investigate the federal government.
0: Now, let me tell you what that means. That's like a 007. That means he could do whatever he wants and he doesn't get prosecuted like a diplomatic immunity. And now I understand why things in the sphere of burn concerned me in the past. Now it makes sense. Now I can't divulge more into that right now, but all I can say is I was just like, um, "Well, you can hear me kind of speechless when he hands me the mic.
1: They I told him, i just going to be sitting in the safe the rest of your life. And you just keep doing these things you do. So I was given this assignment, as far as I'm concerned, by 300 million people. So I went through their agents, the United States Senate, through its agent, the Senate Judiciary Committee, through its chairman, Arlen Spector, who was a Democrat turned Republican turned Democrat, federal prosecutor, names on the side of a building, to court federal building somewhere these days. And he and nine senior senators from 2006 told me it was gonna be up to me to infiltrate the deep state and take it down. And I know that sounds batshit crazy, and when I walked in to the Senate Judiciary Committee about 18 months ago, I told them this and they said, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a prophylactic pardon. I said, you check your files. And about three days later, they called to say, we have the strangest thing to report. We have found a letter in our files in 2006 and it says, that's what you told us it says. So I was actually put up to this in '06 to get very close to the United States government as close as I could and to find the corruption. And that's what I've done. It took me fourteen years, forty million bucks, but here we are. And it seems time that I expose what I've learned. So for the last year, that's what I, I started putting some of this up on Deep Capture and in the last two months I gave the big reveal on Deep Capture. And the big reveal is that I set up the deep state on an aggravated rape and murder charge. You gotta read this story to and by the way, no one has to fear at all. Maria Butina has confirmed that It was all a lie, it was all a sting, but I created a sting, and uh, you'll have to, it it just gets too wild to keep going, you'll have to read those and explain, but there's a great big explosion coming. What you're seeing now is just the beginning, and the deep state understands it's been caught. It's been caught, and if if it does not hijack this election, it's going to get blowtorched, so they've gone all in on stealing our country this time, and it's absolutely, yeah, I mean, is there anyone living on who doesn't live under a rock who can't see? It's so shocking to me. I just read today that half of Americans are now at the point that they believe something is amiss in this election, that there was deep uh, amiss. That they believe that there was fraud that that got Biden in. Half he can't rule if it's just left like that. This has to be questioned and all the facts laid out and all the George Stephanopouloses of the world can would it be Stephanopoulos? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, would have, you know? They can try to gaslight all they want, but this—the Americans will never accept Biden as president unless this is carefully uh, revealed. The facts are revealed; they can't just sweep it under the carpet.
0: Wow, Patrick, you say 2006. Um, so everybody, I've I've shown you deep capture before, where you can see him and he actually responds to some of the comments too which is uh, pretty awesome, like I pointed out. But remember, I had told you that something happened in 2005 um, that um, got me lit on fire, where I reached out to the Senate, too. Um, so that's kind of weird, right? It seems like everything happened all around the same time, which is um, pretty interesting. Uh, that's a very interesting interesting little point there. And I thought it would be better that you say it rather than them read it. Uh, so guys, when I tell you down here, even though it is the belly of the beast where all the clowns sit here in their circus, there are actually really good people uh, working really, really hard uh, to bring it to light so that your eyes can see and that your ears can hear because it seems that even if we parade an elephant around feeding ballots itself into a machine, they could, the, the ballots could be jumping into the machines themselves magically. And you could you still, we're still gonna be in the same place because like you said, it's the Stephanopoli, Stephanopouloses, and the Mikas, uh, the Brzezinski's, the Joe, Laurie Clasudis, please, uh, and all those clowns that have the megaphone that will tell you to look the other way and just stay home because you're all going to die from COVID. Um, and that president, the the president is now Joe Biden because he has an official sign that says official office of the president-elect, which is like, when has that happened before? So, um, And he also admitted to everyone that if he ever argues with Kamala Harris, he's going to come up with some mysterious disease and bow out. Uh, here's that video. So as we can see, it feels as if we're being punked. But I think it was meant to be this way so that people can see the insanity and understand that it's all a show. Um, Patrick, your final words, and I, I see that you have to go. So your final words to my audience who follows you and appreciates you like I do?
1: Uh, Tor, President-Elect Torrey, I think we all should just start calling each other President-Elect. Uh, you're doing valuable work, getting disseminating this information. As crazy as things, as things are starting to seem, they're going to seem crazier. Just remember the last contract that we all agreed on is the Constitution. And that's the North Star that we stay loyal to. And we have to do, uh, you know, the other side is going full on goon. I always want to be better than the other side, a couple steps better than the other guy is a good way to go through life. But we we want to be a couple steps better than the other people. But on the other hand, if we lose this, if they get away with stealing this, now if it ends up if through some other mechanism, if the military runs the elections and it turns out Joe Biden wins, then that's fine, he's my president, whatever. But it's got to be a, a real transparent process. And if not, we, we can't put up with this because we will never get our country back. In the last year, you've seen things happen you never thought would happen in the United States. That's supposed to disorient you and make you make you willing to accept a new reality. And if they come in, you know, just how in the last couple of years, look at how they've challenged long-held things like free speech, rights of the accused, innocent until proven guilty, gun rights, all kinds of things are now You know, these goons are saying we're going to change, that we're ready, everything's on the table. And what they mean by that is they're ready to rewrite the rules in the United States. And it's a hostile takeover and we can't go on with it.
0: Well, thank you, Patrick. But uh, like I've been saying on air since I started a couple of years ago, clowns usually pull their own pants down. Here we see their underwear and their bare butts. They're showing us everything they got. Um, Thank you for coming on the Tory Says Show. I can't wait to have you back on again And um, I discussed the stuff you put on Deep Capture. Now, with your permission, I'll be showcasing it too. Uh, So thank you very much for Fighting for America, and thank you for being with us. And guys, here is um, one of my favorite tunes, because it's not about setting the world on fire. It's about setting that fire in your heart, guys. So that's how I'm going to end today's show. Um, I'm hoping that uh, on the podcast version, I'll have the first two hours and the last hour with Patrick separately for you to digest. Uh, The interview with Patrick is one you have to re-listen to because there's a lot of little nuggets in there. And uh, hopefully that'll help you understand more of what's really going on here in D.C. with uh, these teams, what's really going on with the election fraud and, um, as you all know, I don't like to interview people. I like to have conversations with them. Um, and it's really uh, difficult sometimes to interview people. Um, yeah, certain people. Because <laughs> all I wanted to do was have a total conversation. And it's going to happen. I'm going to have him back, and we're going to have, like, a full-blown conversation. Hopefully, I could get cameras, too, um, so you guys can see him. He's he's a great person, great, lots of great patriots here. Um, and on that note, uh, again, I never intended to set the world on fire. Uh, all I wanted was to spark that fire in your heart to love and take control of your country again as it was intended by our forefathers. On that note, everyone, God bless. See you tomorrow around the same time, around the same place. God bless. I not to the world On fire, I just wanna die. A flame in your heart. In my heart, I have but one
2: desire, and. Yeah. you.